0: Jam in the AM, and what a segue that is into our uh, conversation. We're about to speak with the daughter of Rebbitz Esther Jungreis, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, is going to be with us in a moment. The brand new book is called Be a Blessing, a guide to living one's mission to the fullest. Our friends at Artscroll are responsible for this title. And, uh, of course, when you go to Artscroll uh, and to their website, artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and major discount on anything, including this brand new one. Uh, which is a a book entitled Be a Blessing uh, attributed to Robinson Esther Jungreis. Yes, she did write it, and we'll explain that coming up in a moment here at JM and the AM. Mrs. Slovy-Wolf, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM.
1: Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here. What an honor. How long has uh, your mother not been with us? It's been, we're going on six years here, but it feels as if it's yesterday. I know wherever I go, people still have stories, and that's how I know that you have a legacy in this world, when you're remembered way past the time that you leave this earth, and you're remembered with a smile and with wisdom.
0: Was the manuscript for Be a Blessing found after she passed away, or is this something that you knew she was working on before she left us?
1: We actually knew that she was working on it, and the incredible thing is that we did not have to touch it. My mother left this as her final testament, her final will, an ethical will, and pieces of advice and wisdom that she carried and nurtured through her life, but as she contemplated leaving this world, she was able to use that pain and that time of challenge into purpose, and that really was the story of Esther Young,
0: So all 250 approximately pages were completed before she passed away?
1: Everything. Because we, my siblings and I, would not think to touch my mother's words. It was a gift. She was working on it from the time that she broke her hip over um, a Pesach. And after that, sometime after that, she was diagnosed with her final illness. So despite the fact that she was in pain, and it's very difficult to write... In any case, but to write when one isn't feeling well and contemplating that last season of life, I, I can't even imagine what was going through my mother's mind, except that she is having a race against time and must leave this for for us and for everybody. You
0: know, what, what's ironic, I mean, did she choose the title because it's ironic? Yes. It's, yes. I- it's ironic, and I'm sure you've thought of this, that when someone passes away, it's one of the most common things said, is that their memory should be a blessing. Do you think that she...
1: Actually, even- I didn't think of that, but I think that's so beautiful. She she really lived her life with this mandate, and she explains it in the book, that you can either say to somebody, and, and you would think that Hashem would say to Avram Avinu, you should be gebenched, you know? You should have blessing, but instead... Hashem said to Avram Avinu, be a blessing. And she explains what the difference is. That's a mission.
0: And now that you've explained to us the circumstances behind the book, uh, you know, in the throes of an illness, and as you said, likely, you know, uh, putting this together as a final legacy, now I understand why the book really spans her entire life, because she talks about being a blessing, you know, from the concentration camp era of her life all the way till the end.
1: Yes, through the time of losing my dear father, you know, a lot of challenges, and at the same time, she never gave up on that mandate. It's a gift. Everybody has a challenge. To read words from somebody going through a very difficult challenge is not the same as reading words from somebody just giving advice in a self-help book, you know, or any book. This is really faith under fire.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Slovy Wolf is with us live via telephone. One of the daughters of Rebitson Esther Jungreis. The brand new book is called "Be a Blessing," actually written by the Rebitson before her passing. It's a guide to living one's mission to the fullest, and it is created by our, or I should say, produced by our friends at uh, Art Scroll. Um, the the you know it, she had spoken, including on these airwaves, about her years in the concentration camps. But then the you know her own illness. Um, you know, later in life, you know, toward the end, you know, produces yet another difficult situation, obviously, or at least to the naked eye, we call it a difficult situation for her to deal with. What What do you remember about that era, about her faith, her betachon, her emuna. you know, when going through what, you know, God obviously felt, you know, she had to go through?
1: I remember that she was never without her tithelim, my mother. <laughs> every single car ride, I mean, every single doctor's visit, the the pages are just tattered and torn, as they were throughout her whole life. It was another chapter in her life of her faith. You know, when she went through the Holocaust and when she went through starting again here and beginning Hineni, that took so much courage and faith. Right. Madison Square Garden, speaking all over the world, receiving brachos from all the the Gedole Hadar, you know, to start that mission, which even today would be an incredible mission for one to take, especially as a woman. And then losing her parents, my grandparents, starting the shul in North Woodmere. Today, North Woodmere is a vibrant community, but when we lived there, you know, we were like the only from families besides those who moved there from my parents. And all that took tremendous faith and courage, and then the illness of my father still going on strong throughout her life, and that was just the story of my mother's life. She was only just focused, super focused on her mission in this world, and in fact, when she received the diagnosis of her illness, she said that the only thing she wants to do is teach. And she said that to the doctor. We were all with her. And she said, I just have one question. He said, any question? She said, yes. Can I still teach? Can I still speak? That was her whole life.
0: The biography, it's called Rebbets and Ewing Rice*, right? The biography? I mean, you and I spoke about it on the air. That's the the t- Rebbetson. Oh, the rabbits! Yeah. I apologize. right? The rabbits. okay. And <laughs> I'm mentioning it only because as you re- <laughs> recount and recall for us all these encounters and different parts of our life, I have to highly recommend that book again. Because, yes. because people who have not discovered it yet need to read it. These stories, I mean, the Madison Square Garden one, you and I had a chance to talk about the history behind all of that. Uh, but the book outlines it so well, and and describes the challenges through her own voice, really, the challenges that she had gone through, uh, you know, with an episode like that. And, you know, as you said, all these things that she undertook, all these amazing and incredible accomplishments, all came with challenges and hurdles and difficulties. But her Amuna, her faith, just kept her going. It's as if God was pushing her through every single door.
1: Absolutely. And you felt it when you were with her. The truth is that my mother was very down-to-earth despite being on such a higher plane, and that's why so many people from so many walks of life related to her. So, here again, there's this challenge, and my mother writes about it with her heart. So, it's so relatable, because who does not go through challenge?
0: I think I told you the only, I mean, not the only, because there were a few encounters, but we, we had the privilege of spending Pesach with your parents in the 1990s. And you know what? What's and, I, and excuse me for saying it this way, but you know, seagulls tend to be on the larger size, as the larger side rather. And what was unbelievable is that all of this, this incredible fireball, was from from a woman of you know of of, of uh, not. <laughs> thank you. I was looking. I was, I was going to say. I was going to say not large physical stature, but the way you put it was much better. Right. This is well, a- My father
1: was six foot two, and my mother was. I don't know if she was. I think maybe five feet. I, I was just going to say. I wonder know. if she was
0: five feet tall, right?
1: Right, so. <laughs> but she was a powerhouse. You know, she really was. She was a powerhouse, a ball of fire.
0: Anyway, I'm 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 plugging it. Those of you out there who haven't uh, who haven't read the book, The Rebbotson, get it, especially and I, you know these days maybe I'll get criticized for saying it this way, but especially for the women and young girls in our community because they need to have proper role models. Uh, and, and not that they can't learn from men's experiences. Obviously, they can. But I'm sure, Mrs. Wolf, you, you understand my point. That, And I'm sure you've heard it, by the way. How many people Absolutely. have you heard this from? How it's, influ- how it's influencing young women of the next generation who have never met your mother.
1: You know, I've had young girls call me up to ask me questions because they wanted to write a book report. I mean,
0: Ooh, that's cool.
1: there's so much for for young people, for every generation to to learn from role models, and my mother was one who really defied the odds. It's for everybody to look at and say, wow, what can one person do in this world to make a difference, and how do you not allow suffering like the Holocaust to set you down and make you bitter and just strip you of your power in this world, of your kolach, of your energy? If you're able to be greater than your challenge, what can you accomplish in this world? And even further,
0: how could it not negatively affect your relationship with God? And of course, your mother was exactly the opposite. I think as all this was going on, she felt closer and closer to God.
1: Yes, and that was also because of my father and my grandparents. They were a team, they were a unit, and she writes about this in the book very strongly. You know, we grew up Somehow, understanding where we came from, despite the fact that that world was just lost and devastated. But somehow, my mother, my father, my grandparents brought it into this world here, to the USA. And we carry it with us. Right. And everybody can.
0: Book is called Be a Blessing. Um, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, the daughter of Reverend Esther rice is with us live via telephone. Uh, Alright, a couple of things, and, I, and I, I hope I'm not being unfair, because I don't know the last time you actually, you know, I would imagine you went over this manuscript many times, but as, as, as you know, things tend to be in the publishing world, probably not recently, because this was have printed and released in the last few months, but but nonetheless, this, this concept of Jewish selfie, that your mother, first of all, the fact that your mother, you know, <laughs> goes ahead and addresses the, you know, the, the 21st century term of selfie, yeah. you know, and she, she hopped all that stuff, you know, all, all the different Modern technology that came out, she had no problem referencing it.
1: She uh, was very perceptive, and she, my mother told it like it is.
0: What is her, uh, what What do you, can you explain to this audience what she meant by a Jewish selfie and God entering one's heart?
1: To really look at yourself, you know, be honest with yourself. When, when you take a selfie, you're looking at yourself. Many people enlarge that picture. What would you do if that was a spiritual moment? And you looked at yourself really and and you discovered your mission in this world. Instead of living on the outside, you look at what's inside and you really examine who you are, why am I here, what's my purpose, what's my mission? My mother spoke often about mission and purpose in this world. Everybody has their own personalized mission and purpose. You know, your Mission is not my mission. My mission is not your mission. Everybody listening has their own mission. Did you ever think about that? Who are you? Why are you here?
0: It's pretty amazing. By the way, you know you know that every chapter in this book could be its own book, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's for every age. And you know what's amazing to me? Every type of Jew. So she- it's, a, it's an amazing Hanukkah gift to give to people, to really uh, just... Sit and savor the moment, and and think, think about life, and think about who you are, and draw upon strength of our, of our wisdom, of of our sages. Of you know, my mother takes every Jewish teaching, even just simple words in Lashon Kodesh, and she makes it into a chapter
0: because yeah, it becomes
1: uh... a way of fortifying ourselves
0: you and i discussed this last time and you just alluded to it the the ability to reach people of completely different backgrounds i mean she had a, a power i don't know if that's the right word but there's something to it
1: A she had a
0: power to reach into the hearts of people that had that couldn't relate to anything that she went through in her life and that she likely couldn't relate on paper to
1: anything that they but it, it's astounding. And but, it, it really is astounding. But, she felt, the,
0: but she, she felt the thirst that people had for our heritage and tradition. She felt the thirst that people had for our, you know, faith and belief in the one above. It, it's Even if they didn't realize it themselves, by the way.
1: I think she also saw a person's soul. And she was able to connect one soul to another. You know, when she looked at you, when she spoke to you, she went straight to that yid, as she would say, and she just ignited that spark. She never could believe that somebody did not have that spark. She believed in the power of every person to be to connect. maybe sometimes you don't feel it yourself, but she knows that it's there yeah,
0: pretty amazing what insight i mean the, there are there are certain people in our tradition who we we always point out had that insight, and she's among them, which is amazing. Uh, had she become such a great marriage counselor, not only did she have a chapter in this book called Tips for a Better Marriage, she actually wrote books about marriage and the way spouses should behave uh, with each other. And, uh, you know, I mean, at, at at some point, you must have realized in, in your lives that people were coming to her for the most sensitive of advice, marriage counseling.
1: For sure. Well, first of all, my parents, you know, Rabbi and rebbitson of a community. Right. So there's always somebody coming over with something. So, that's life experience. My mother also had an incredible partner, and that was my father. So, when you speak about marriage or you live marriage, it's two different things, and my parents really were a team. So, when you're able to live your life and then speak about it, authenticity is what rings with people, you know? So... My mother had that, and she was able to really perceive, and as I said, tell it like it is. So when she would meet with a couple and she would speak to them, she would just say what it is that she feels needs to be done to save this marriage, mm-hmm. and shalom bias is such a gift. It's such a gift that unfortunately becomes disposable and easily discarded. If you can help your shalom bias, why not? So there is a whole chapter just on making your shalom bias work,
0: and of course, the next chapter, ironically, or I am sure purposely, is raising children in our culture because mm-hmm. the fear that parents have trying to raise children in the environment and atmosphere of today. But she would just look at it as a challenge and one that certainly, you know, one 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 where one can be victorious, where it's surmountable. She would be uh, she would look at it in a very positive way and just encourage people to fight the battle.
1: To fight the battle and, and not give in, believe in your child, and at the same time, you know, my mother very strongly stood for hearts. You know, if somebody would come in with their child, often it would happen, and the child would be angry and sitting there, and they would talk about their parents in front of them and say about their mother, you know, she, Well, she said, and my mother would say, who is she? We start by saying my mother, Mm -hmm. something so simple like that.
0: Yeah, subtleties. My mother picked go, up on subtleties go a long way. Ironically, yes. I- ironically, yesterday we were um, uh, speaking here on the show about uh, about benching about birchas and she has an entire chapter on birchas and the importance of it, and how you know how I mean, she starts a chapter literally by saying, you know, the world thinks that other religions are the ones that are always blessing or saying grace to God. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, our own people don't realize that it's uh, the most basic thing that we do is thank God for the food that we have and appreciate everything that he gives us. So I found that uh, to, be, to be incredible. More and more people, as I said yesterday, are getting into the entire concept of concentrating on and promoting the importance of Birch HaSamos. so it's pretty wild. Like I say, it could have been a separate book, but she has it in one, in one chapter in this one. And I also have to point out, and again, you know, we could spend an entire interview on each chapter, but I also have to point out that she has an amazing chapter on Israel, and it's not just that you know people from the Holocaust generation, survivors, you know, have an added appreciation for the land of Israel, for the state of Israel, for the protection that it gives to Jews around the world. That, that, that's one piece of it. But just in terms of our tradition and heritage, she had such an appreciation that this was one of the, if not the greatest gift, that God gave the Jewish people. Not everybody today realizes that, speaking of taking things for granted. And it's amazing hearing these words from her.
1: It's how do you appreciate what you have? So most of us have grown up. With the state. It's no big deal to just be able to go to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel. But I remember that my mother once told me that after the Holocaust and then not being able to go to Israel, not getting that permission, and then finally after the Six-Day War, we were able to go. It was was a trip. And my mother was describing how after the Holocaust – she was finally able to go as a single young woman. She could not go into Yerushalayim, the old city, but she had to climb up to the highest point. At that point was at the Y, and just see the Kotel with binoculars. It, it's unbelievable or to look behind barbed wire to see and to want it so badly, and today we have it. So it, it It was such a dream for her that everybody should appreciate just being able to walk on the streets where Avosini Mahus walked.
0: Absolutely amazing. Ladies and gentlemen of my beloved audience, check out this book, (laughs) Rebberton Esther Jungreis, Be a Blessing, a Guide to Living One's Mission to the Fullest. Uh, Mrs. Slovy Wolf, the daughter of Rebberton Esther Jungreis with us. By a telephone. By the way, I uh, I I don't know if people you know say to you that that you that you remind them of uh, uh, of your mother, but you know you have her cadence. You know you have her. You know I can hear your mother when you're speaking. Do you have people told you that or not?
1: People have told me that, and they always say. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so much. It, That's the greatest gift that you can give me this morning, it's your cer- word.
0: It's certainly a gift. Like I say, your pace, your tether, your cadence is really, uh, it, it brings me back to the uh, to the times I had the opportunity to speak with your uh, dear late mother. Rabbits and Esther Young-Grice, the book is Be a Blessing. com. use promo code radio for your free shipping and great discount on anything, but especially this brand new book. And uh, Mrs. Slovy-Wolf, I'll say to you, Happy Hanukkah, and thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you for inviting me, and continue to be a blessing.
0: I greatly appreciate that. As Robinson Esther Young-Grice said and wrote, everybody, be a blessing. Be a blessing. It's the brand new one here at JMN.